Hello, everybody. Just want people to know. Mark your blessing. This is season one, episode four. And today's title is Bring Up the Ark. We're going to be going into 1 Kings chapter 8. And this is Minister Mark. You know, share this with your friends and your families. We're going to start in um, 1 Kings chapter 8. Now Solomon assembled the leaders, the elders of Israel, and all the heads of the tribes, the chief fathers of the children of Israel, to King Solomon in Jerusalem, that they might bring up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. From the city of David, which is Zion, therefore, all the men of Israel assembled with King Solomon at the feast in the month of Ethim, which is the seventh month. Hallelujah. And as you know, we are in the seventh month right now. Therefore, all the men of Israel assembled with King Solomon at the feast in the month of the Ephraim, which is the seventh month. That's verse 2. I had to let you know that it is here in the book. So all the elders of Israel came and the priests took up the ark. Then they brought up the ark of the Lord, the tabernacle of meeting, and all the holy furnishings that were in the tabernacle. The priests and the Levites brought them up, also King Solomon, and all the congregation of Israel. When we're assembled with him, we're with him. Before the ark, sacrificing sheep and oxen that could not be counted or numbered for multitude. Then the priest brought in the ark of the covenant of the Lord to its place in the inner sanctuary of the temple. Do you hear that? Its place in the inner sanctuary of the temple. To the most high place, under the wings of the cherubim, for the cherubim spread their two wings over the place of the ark, and the cherubim overshadowed the ark and its poles. The poles extended so that the ends of poles be seen from the holy place. I mean... In front of the inner sanctuary. 
you get that it's in front of the inner sanctuary but they could not be seen from the outside and they are there to this day nothing was in the ark now listen to what was inside the ark nothing was in the ark except the two tablets of stone two tablets of stone which Moses was put there at Horah when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel when there came on when they came on out of the land of Egypt and it came to pass when the priests came out of the holy place and the cloud filled the house of the Lord so that the priests would not continue ministering because of the cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord so that the priests could not continue ministering because of that cloud for the glory of the Lord filled the house of the Lord then Solomon spoke the Lord said he would dwell in the dark cloud I have surely built you an exalted house and a place for you to dwell in forever. Hallelujah. As we dwell in that place, as we want to dwell in that place, we want that cloud around us, the cloud of the Lord around us making sure that we're as near to the two tablets and like it is it says so it it could not be seen from the outside the two poles But could be seen from the holy place in front of the inner sanctuary, but they could not be seen from the outside. So it's still, it's seen from the holy place, but it's not seen from the outside. I see a representation of us kneeling. We don't have to be out where everyone can see us. When we reach the Lord, when we have the close relationship with the Lord, we have to realize to reach it, the inner places of our heart with the inner places with the Lord 
we have to get deep in the holy place. We have to get deep. So when you go to the Lord, you make sure you're ready. You make sure all your distractions are taken care of. You make sure that whatever you do, that you see the Lord in your midst, that you keep on praying until your answer comes. You keep on praying until the message of the Lord is revealed. In Psalms 64, it says, Hear my voice, O God, in my meditation. Preserve my life from fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret plans of the wicked. And that's what the outside is. For those that don't know the Lord, they are on the outside. So it says, hide me from the secret place of the wicked, from the rebellion of workers of iniquity, who sharpen their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, bitter words. Those that don't know the Lord, they're actually working hard enough where they know what what to say to get you frustrated, what to say to get you irritated, what to say to disturb your peace. For they may seem all... All sociable, all even a little bit witty. But when we surrender to the Lord, when we do our fighting on the inside, in the holy place, we have more power than what they're doing on the outside, because then the outside. That's where the distractions are. Verse 4 in Psalm 64 says, That they must shoot in secret at the blameless. Suddenly they shoot at him and do not fear. Meaning they don't have any conviction in their heart anymore. There is no conviction in their heart anymore. They They don't even fear. They don't even respect those that follow the Lord. Verse 5. They encourage themselves in an evil manner. They talk of lying snares secretly. They say, who will see them? They devise iniquities. We have perfected a shrewd scheme. Both the inward thought and the heart 
of the man are deep. So this person, this being, who has even perfected a shrewd scheme, who has lived such a life where they don't even know what they're saying anymore, is against the peace and the holiness of the Lord. It comes second nature to them. They've been training all these years. And what provides them with that training is living in a time, living in a place where there's no connection with the Lord. Living in a time, in a place Surrounded by those that have the same motives. Those, they say, are just, just little jabs. They say, oh, that really doesn't count. Oh, that's not going to hurt. It won't matter. They're the ones that say things of of rejection, things of not caring, things of what the world says, little sayings, all those little sayings, all those little darts. Like it's second nature. That there is no real peace in the world. Like it, what they are doing. Even it, if it seems so small. It's not going to affect anything. But, but I know if anybody gets shot. 1,000. Little darts at a person throughout their life, even if they're the smallest, like a needle, I would think that there's something of having a thousand needles stuck in you that there is going to be some discomfort. Or if you think that living a life of just saying getting by is fine. Or if you say just another day. Or if you go by the whole mood, mood or movement of just doing enough. Not... Not exceeding what your boss says to do. Not having the conviction of keeping yourself busy. Of not bettering yourself when you have nothing specific to do. 
but just to waste life, just to waste time. Let's go to verse 7. But God shall shout at them with an arrow suddenly. They shall be wounded. So, verse 8. So he will make them stumble over their own tongue. All who see them shall flee away. All men shall fear and shall declare the work of the God. For they shall wise consider his doings. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and trust in him and all the upright in heart shall glory. And that's the position that we want to be in life. When we know if we do what we are supposed to do, if we go to the most holy, if we don't live in vain, if we don't live in lust, if we don't live in vanity, if we don't brag about saying that, oh yes, we, we pray, or if we don't commercialize us just being good human beings, of showing the true love of the Lord. Living Christ-like. See the Bible. Places many of the things that Jesus did. But we don't know. All the miracles. That he did. We don't know all the things. That. Jesus spoke. We don't know all the places that he made peaceful. He fought. Yes, he fought for God's voice upon the earth. He fought. So people would understand how their life can change. He explained things in ways that people would understand. Just when people gather together, they tell their little stories. Most of the stories they're telling are images of them acting a fool. Or of just daily life in their perspective. But most of them don't have any information of any type of brilliance, any type of wisdom, or any type of love attached. Most of the time, it's because people get bored 
and lack substance. So let's continue on and go to our Most High, the place of the Most High, because we don't know what we don't know, but we know we serve a great God, and as we live this life, we should open up our mouth and lay prayer to those around us. We should pray for all these people. Just as Jesus did so here. And if you go to Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5. It says, And seeing the multitudes, he went up to a mountain. And when he was seated with his disciples, came to him. And as we are becoming closer to the Lord, we shall see what the disciples do. We should say, as in chapter 5, verse 2, it says, Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. They shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain merciful. Mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persons for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say of kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but the salt loses its flavor. How shall it be seasoned? 
it is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled under the foot of men. You are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, be on a lampstand and give light to all who are in the house. Let the light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Hallelujah. That was verse 16 in Matthew chapter 5. So I say to you, go to the holy place. Go to the holy place wherever you go. Go to the holy place in prayer. Go to the holy place when you're on when you're with people. You be the light. And this is the ending of this episode. Share this. I'm also on Facebook. Min, M-I-N, Mark, U-N-O-L-D, you know. Blessings, everyone.